Spoken Word, half an hour of poetry and performance, your connection to Melbourne's grassroots poetry scene, the voice of those of us who have nothing but our voices. To the Spoken Word Show on 3CR Community Radio. 3CR broadcasts from the land of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nations. This is stolen land. First Nations sovereignty was never ceded. We pay our respects to elders past, present and into the future. And a special acknowledgement today for all the First Nations people in fire-ravaged areas across this state and around the country. As local poet and musician Neil Morris wrote this week, Our mother is hurting, our people are hurting, we are hurting deep. Devastation dipped in 
Sevatah to the ancient rocks. Vaporized out of sight on a soon to be broken down plot. Omens I can peer seeping into sight. Time to awaken, pay respect. Yeah, ancestors in the land amidst every child, woman, and man, no matter where you stand. Yeah, ancestors in the land, so why? I pay respect. Yeah, ancestors in the land amidst every child, woman, and man, no matter where you stand. Yeah, ancestors in the land, so why? I pay respect. That was Ancestors by Neil Morris and Dreaming Now. Neil has a fire relief fund for First Nations communities which you can donate to online at GoFundMe. The address is a little long to read out, so we'll put the link up on our webpage after the show, or just search for Dreaming Now and follow the links. That's D-R-M-N-G-N-O-W. And speaking of bushfire funds, on Sunday the 19th of January, uh, Sharifa Tartusi's regular spoken word gig, Griffin Speak, will host a special bushfire appeal session at the Carlton Gardens from 2pm. All proceeds will go to the CFA Bushfire Emergency Fund. For more information about that, uh, look up Griffin Speak on social media. That's G-R-I-F-F-I-N-S-P-E-A-K. Dr Kim Jeffs is a poet known to many in Melbourne and someone whose poetry writing career began after her experiences of narrowly surviving the 2009 bushfires in King Lake. In a moment I'll play a poem and interview I recorded with Kim some months ago. If this is a topic you find distressing at this time, there are resources to help, including Lifeline on phone 131114 or Kids Helpline. 1-800-55-1800. This is Kim Jeffs with Leaving the Mountain. I cannot smell the smoke, but above me the sky is tangerine, or perhaps blood orange. Why do we so often seek edible metaphors? Unlike the fruit, this sky contains no moisture. In refracted light we load life's cargo, Mine is quiet, womb wriggling stilled by adrenaline. My son's red slicked face too fearful to contemplate. We calmly pack the car. I leave you now, your misguided hero's carapace impervious to my pleas. I toss the woolen blanket inside, a stupid, careless gesture. It's ember-pocked fires, your shield from glass-melt heat. There will be times I wish I had taken it with me. The car noses out of the driveway. It could drive this road itself. On this surfeit of molten tarmac, we travel alone. Our descent slowed by a water truck, its load splashing, a liquid hypnotist, Each pearled drop a promise, fluid counterpoint to peripheral flame. I glance to the right, for look I must. This fiery thunderhead inhales, sucking my lullabies from the air. 
It would inhale the car, but for the firmness of my grip. We reach the town, but do not stop. Smoke flanks that bitumen ribbon. I have threaded fire's needle. I got a bit shivery actually reading that. The the blanket in question was thrown inside the house by me. I should have kept it in the car. That would have been the sensible thing to do because if you get trapped in a fire, you should put a woolen blanket over you. But instead it was used by my partner at the time to shield himself and and quite possibly saved his life um, when he ran from our burning home. And And when I say there will be times... I wish I had taken it with me. That means that there were times that I kind of wished he hadn't survived, I guess. And and that was because we had a very rough time after the fires. And and that feels really brutal. And, and of course, I never really would have wanted that to have happened. And um, so it feels really brutal. And, and, it, and it's interesting to see that emotion kind of written down, but also written down in a way that's quite, clinical and almost detached it's interesting to me given where my head must have been when I was writing the poems because the genesis of me writing any poetry was in in an art project that was part of a bushfire support group that I did and we created handcrafted books that we made the paper we bound them and so on and my idea was that I would write in the book my experience of the fires so that my children would have something that was created by me that was a personal history of the fires. And I sat down to write prose and poems came out instead. And this is from a woman who had not written creatively ever in her life. I mean, I'd written lots of scientific writing you know, PhD and all of that sort of stuff, but I'd not written anything creatively and I certainly hadn't read much poetry since I'd probably been at high school. I read lots of, of of fiction but not much poetry. And so I had expected to be able to write prose but it, it didn't come out and I wonder now whether my traumatised brain could only cope with short, short, sharp bursts of information and that that's why poems came out instead and then I enjoyed the brevity and the play and the and the you know the the crafting of poems. Once the initial kind of force to write, when you know thirty poems came out in four days or whatever, um, and being able to sit back and hone things a bit more, the the group was fantastic in enabling me to start writing. And then we had some writers' workshops and met some you know, well-published writers like Arnold Zabel and um, Lisa Jacobson, who who did actually um, provide some mentorship to me very early on, which was really lovely and unexpected. And, and the whole writing of poems and performing of poems and becoming immer- immersed for a while um, in the spoken word scene in Melbourne was healing and regenerative in a way that I hadn't expected um, and brought me back probably to bits of my life that had been pushed down because of being a doctor, you know, too busy learning the cranial nerves or or busy treating patients for 100 hours a week. 
You also started a blog around the same I time. I did. And uh, Epicormic Growth or something? That's right. Yeah. yeah. So Epicormic Growth is so when, when, a, when a tree is burned, if the tree doesn't die outright, um, new shoots emerge from the bark underneath the blackened bark. So when I first would go up to King Lake, it would be after the fires, it would be like looking at the trees sort of with this urgent fear if you like as to whether they would re regenerate and so when the the first green sort of erupted in amongst what was just a sea of dust and ash and black black smell it was just awful and and you see these green shoots and to me they were the symbol of hope and you know to many fire affected people they were a symbol of hope um, and so to me, in a way, writing was my way of surviving. Um, so if the trees don't put out the epicomic growth, then they can't photosynthesize, so they would they die. Um, and um, and so to me, just sort of throwing out writing into the world was a way of me regenerating and, and surviving, I suppose. And I, I don't attend to the blog very often anymore, <laughs> I must say. It's the, the, the somewhat neglected blog. But anyway, I but do I do it. But I suppose at the time it served a purpose. Yeah. And and it, it just meant it was like having a and, – and so, you know, I'm also at that time I was a sole parent to preschool children. Um, I'm quite – in a way socially isolated because I'd been taken away from my community. Um, I don't have any family, uh, very little family in Victoria. And so I was, so, you know, I was home and I couldn't get out. And, and so it was a way of connecting with people, even on some level that, that I could do while breastfeeding or could do, you know, after the kids had gone to bed at night. And um, so, yeah, it was, it was a way of communicating. And, and, and also I set up a community arts program where we um, had people write to prompts um, from the fire-affected um, community and it was called the Front Door Project and essentially we got people to write about their front doors as the first um, prompt and, and so we hosted a, a blog around that. It was a way of connecting fire-affected people um, and for, for like a group healing. I mean, it wasn't for everybody, obviously, but, but, but those who did it found it useful, I think. 3CR is about community and we welcome your participation at the station. 3CR is open to a wide diversity of volunteers and is a great way to connect with Melbourne's activist community. Have you ever thought about volunteering, doing a reception shift, getting a program on air, training in radio skills or contributing to one of the station's committees? There are many ways to be involved at 3CR. To find out more, go to 3cr.org.au and get in touch.
Wear your Radical Radio colours in one of 3CR's new T-shirts. The bright new design comes straight from this year's popular Radiothon poster designed by Aisha Tufa. T-shirts cost $30 to pick up or $37 with postage. So drop into the station at 21 Smith Street, Fitzroy. Call 9419 8377 to place your order. Or buy one online at 3cr.org.au slash shop. 3CR Radical Radio T-shirts. Get one one now. Subscribe to your award-winning independent community radio, bringing you coverage of community issues and events. This is Beard Base Camp. Welcome to the Little Red Slangy Treehouse. As you said, I'm down at the East West Tunnel ticket, as it usually does, starts at 5.30am. The Lincoln Melbourne Authority have come here in the middle of the night and set up another drill rig here on Gold Street. The police were pretty keen to defend that with all their resources this morning. And I think for Australians... In order to know ourselves, really fully know ourselves, in order to mature, we need to understand Aboriginal culture. We need to embrace it and realise that in coming here, you're now part of the longest continuing culture in the world. We need your support. Subscribe today. Call 9419 8377 now. I think writing is the best medicine that you know can heal you so quickly. I want to talk about issues that we have in common between us. Because I recognise that in people. They want this sense of community, this sense of belonging, this sense of, yes, he knows what I think about and he knows what I'm talking about. It was poetry by the workers, for the workers, about the workers' work. It's just about facing those truths in your life. Don't put away your story. Be the puzzle. Not the piece. This is Spoken Word on 3CR Community Radio. Don't get me started. Welcome back to the Spoken Word Show on 3CR Community Radio. My name is Brendan Bonsack. In the last few programs, I've been playing performances from the 2019 Spoken Word Prize, which was held at the Collingwood Town Hall on December the 7th. Tabani Schumer took home the grand prize from 25 poets and picked by conveners from around the state. To take us out on a happier note today, in what has been a harrowing few weeks for many, here is a further selection of performances from last year's MSW Prize. And remember to follow www.melbournespokenword.com for up-to-date information on spoken word gigs around the city. And just a language warning for the next piece, if you're sensitive to sexual content, maybe tune out right now. What I want is every poet that comes up here to share their work to get applauded, feet stomped, clap your hands. If you hear people clicking during the poem, some people hate it, some people like it. I don't care if you want to do it or not, but it's a way of showing support to a poet who's up here sharing their heart and soul with you. So every poet that comes up here gets your absolute applause and love. To that end, number two is Yoram Simons. So when I was a child, all of the love songs were written to God, that glorious, unfathomable, unknowable entity to whom we all prayed lovingly and adoringly, daily and nightly, with words beautiful, achingly, plump with desire and throbbing with intensity, describing so 
delicately that indefinable, unrequitable impossibility of ever uniting your soul with the soul of your beloved. Soul lover, tender father, draw me into your desire. And there was something so homoerotic about it all. These old bearded religious men gushing like teenagers to a deity that they called him. Clothed in masculine symbology, draped in the patriarchal ideology, his sword was bloody, his robes were crimson, his voice was the howling of the lonely desert winds, his voice would shatter his enemies before him, 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 him. We were in love with him. Not that there's anything wrong with that, obviously, but clearly. There was a severe lack of vaginas in all of the religious imagery. You see, the God of my childhood, he didn't have a pussy, only one large holy cock that was there to penetrate every single aspect of your lives, thrust into it blindly, stretch it and tear it and fill it entirely, love me exclusively, said the invisible sky God embodying toxic masculinity. But it wasn't always this way. You see, once upon a time, the mother goddess held sway across vast regions of the heart and the mind known as Ishtar and Durga and Pachamama and Gaia. You see, way, way, way back in earlier times, the association of the feminine with the divine was something everyone clearly recognized, incredibly non-controversial. It was just a reflection of the true nature of things because clearly there's at least a masculine and a feminine. You see, religion is not the problem. It's patriarchal religion, totalitarian religion, religion based on dogma and text. Text is the most masculine thing. It's stuck there on the page, immovable, unbending. Unlike the spoken word that moves and shimmers, carries tone and inflection. Let's make religion vaginal again. Because gender isn't just binary. We're all on this spectrum, you see. So there's a little bit of boy and girl that's inside of all of us. So we need our religions to embrace all of us and the all of us, not a dogma or a text, because God isn't genderless. God is gender full. And we all crave energy that's spiritual, that teaches the heart how to love and the mind how to rest, how to look at the world and always see the best because all of us are confused. And depressed and oppressed and repressed and lost in all this mess. So all I'm trying to say is nobody has to throw their God away. Just return the mother goddess to her rightful place and make our religions vaginal again. Thank you. amazing Yoram Simmons now that's a call I can really get behind Uh, the next competitor and we're banning um, showboat back there from introducing her because she's too fabulous Yvette Stubbs Here with six foot eight, with eyes of blue, he lay me down and asked me true, how are you? 
He made me comfy. He touched my neck. He rubbed on jelly. And what the heck? I let him do what he wanted to. I let him see inside me too. Then entered the man in grey who inserted me in so many ways. Again, 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 I couldn't see. The room was dim. It seemed to me a mortal sin. Grey poked it in with a salacious grin, probing deeper, deeper, deeper in. And when I thought he'd reached his end, he touched my chin with rich intent. Oh, the instruments he used intently, while six foot eight rubbed me gently. When they'd sucked me dry, when they'd made me cry, Grey just left, just left me sobbing, while six foot eight stayed gently swabbing. Oh, that grey was too damned cruel. But six foot eight, well, he was gentle with his tool. Thank you. You've been listening to The Spoken Word Show on 3CR. Download our podcast from 3cr.org.au forward slash spoken dash word and do subscribe to the station while you're there, unless you're already a subscriber, in which case, thank you. We're on every Thursday at 9am, so please come back. My name is Brendan Bonsack. Stay tuned for Arts Express. Mm-hmm.